Okay, so you know, I hate it. There's barding colleges, right? The what? Yeah. There's barding colleges in D&D where bards go to learn oh. to be bards. What is the barding a barding clown college? <laughs> <laughs> we could play like a, a medieval clown bard. That seems like it would follow. That's that's a jester, which is also uh, an acrobat. Oh, damn it, that is a jester. Yeah. Fuck. That's, that's why it that's seems like it would follow already. Yes, jesters are a thing. Um, okay. They, uh... Okay. 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 I think we can still we can still no we can still salvage this we can still salvage this. A bard barber college. Ooh. Yeah, and you have an arts. And if you get yeah. four of them together, <laughs> go on. <laughs> the barber shop quartet. Hello, 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 hello. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. I was also thinking of, like, you know, the Clown Barber College, well, but I don't think that would be very successful. Well, that would be the, uh, you know, that's the big four of D&D. You got your bass, your tenor, your, you know. <laughs> <laughs> your tank, your oh. DPS. No, wait a minute. I'm getting confused. <laughs> your pitcher, no, no. your receiver. No, no, I'm yeah. a, a barbarian tank just running out there singing while he's slaughtering demons and stuff. Yeah, and but he only does the do 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 part, you know. <laughs> barbarian, but it's barbarian. Yes, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie though; it's it's a pretty effective mental picture. Because you know he has a wicked I axe, his way. With a guitar. <laughs> yeah, he has a guitar axe, and he's also wearing the bard collar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big ruff, the ruffle. Yeah, but he's also like, you know, no shirt, no pants, and just the fur loincloth and the bard collar. Uh, I'm on board. Yeah. What if it's like like an acapella group, like Rockapella, and they're like, where in the cave is... <laughs> <laughs> that fucking mind flare. Whatever now, happened to Rockapella? Now would, now would a uh, acapella D&D group be miming their attacks? Well, they wouldn't be going lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, and they'd have real powers because real bard. I mean, bards have powers in D anD. d So sure. No, no, I'm just saying no instruments, so no weapons. Oh yeah. shit, that's a good point. No, that would be awesome. Huh. I, I think it would work. They could only buff each other though, and then they'd still die because. Like, <laughs> oh, what's it? What's no, it like? no, like... they they can only use yeah, their body. They can only fight using their own bodies. Okay, what if they create like sonic weaponry, like using their voices? Right. That would count because that would be using their own bodies as a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Or monks. Just make them singing monks. A bunch of bald bard monks. <laughs> as part of so, the barbershop quartet. So so what you're looking for here is a and d party of Iron Fists? Yeah, but they don't You're suck. terrible. Yeah, well... <laughs> Podcasts, The Final Frontier. These are the Star Trek episodes of the podcast Superhero Time. Our continuing mission? Explore old episodes of Star Trek, alienate even more listeners, and boldly plow your mom where no one has come before. Superhero Time presents that one episode of Star Trek. With Chris. Hey, I just say the words that come out of my mouth. I don't know what any of them mean. Hey, Mickey. Oh, honey, let me tell you. Scott. Yeah, that's why she had to move away from Europe. <laughs> no. What's wrong with kissing your dead grandmother's father? <laughs>
<laughs> I did it, and I'm happy I did it. <laughs> and Fort Max. How many times have you been murdered by an evil moon witch? I didn't make Iron Fist. I'm not that terrible. <laughs> but I could totally see you being responsible for that, Scott. <laughs> you still bear the responsibility. Yeah. Oh. That's Mickey. He's a responsibility story. bearing hips. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, whose episode kick was this? Mickey's. Yes. This yeah, I'll let him take responsibility for I that. like this episode. This episode's dumb. Okay, so oh. show of invisible hands here. Who actually likes this episode besides Mickey? Oh, it's so terrible. That's what I thought. Yeah. It... The silence is deafening. It's no, got Wolf Surprise birthday I'll, party. I'll it's say... got John Tesh. It's got Pulaski fucking Riker's dad. What's not to love? I'm just going to save uh, some of my opinions for when there's actual recording. Oh, we were recording the whole time, Luke. Oh, that's, that's, that's one of the hallmarks of my kind of show. Oh, I can okay. choose to start it at any time I wish because this is that one episode of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's the start of the show, just for reference. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how shows work. They start. Yeah. <laughs> technically, the, the show technically the show started about a minute ago because I'm just going to like drop us in in the middle of one of our conversations. But like, that's the introduction to the episode, and we're joined by uh, Luke from the Allspark this week for all Hello. of the like two people in our audience of about six who that will mean anything to. Hi, Luke. And, and I think I'm one of the six, so. <sighs> At least yes, you know who you are. Right? <laughs> well, as much as any of us knows who we are inside to begin with, that's that's one of those challenges we really carry deep. through our lives with us. Yeah, I had a fun experience with that a few years ago. <laughs> Point. <laughs> uh, but no one really knows us as well as our dads do. That sounds really creepy, Scott. I'm kind of concerned for your childhood now. Yeah, well, not as much as, as Bokov knowing it when uh, kids fake that it. That is a terrible lead-in. <laughs> uh. Oh, yes, we've had a Bokov day today. <laughs> uh, yeah, so between kids faking it and, and, and daddy issues, it's been a, it's been a day. <laughs> and all of this and, is and, more interesting than this week's episode of Star Trek. <laughs> Rise and slander. This episode's fantastic. Okay, so let me it's tell you, I watch season two trash. Let me tell you, I watch a lot of Star yeah. Trek because I'm that trash. kind of nerd. I watch a lot of Star Trek, and this is one of the episodes that I actively try to avoid watching whenever I can. It's terrible. Well, does, doesn't that make it a good one to get out of the way, though? No, if I had my choice, we wouldn't have ever done it at all. And Mickey picked yeah, this but... one on your behalf, you know... Luke, so I'm actually going to blame you for this. Event. <laughs> Damn it, I knew we were going to get around to that eventually. Yeah. <laughs> There's always room for blame. Uh, I'm sorry, somebody was making a point? Yeah, whenever you pick an episode, it's usually worse than this. But I enjoy it. See, that's the difference. <laughs> I pick episodes I enjoy. It doesn't matter if they're good for the group to talk about or not. I have fun watching them. Well, then consider right. Mickey Zuma's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's it's his infliction of misery that counts. Uh, yeah, and sustains him. He's like <laughs> he's like Mum Ra. It's funny because at this point, it's impossible to tell whether you're talking about me or Mickey here. Well, you are kind of the same person. I damn it. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. I, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> yeah. See, they're pretty interchangeable at this point. 
So the episode Mickey decided to make us suffer with this week is the Icarus Factor from Season 2 of Next Generation. <laughs> it's the one where Riker's father shows up. And they play American Gladiators. What the hell? <laughs> there is one thing that's bugging me about that whole scene, and I'll it's the talk Japanese, about it when isn't we get it? There. Only one thing. It's the Japanese, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it isn't. Uh, okay, okay. Is it the subtitles? No. <laughs> no. Did they did they, a shot? did they upscale it? <laughs> <laughs> Look. Look, the only upscaling done in these remasters was when they couldn't find the original film. Which only happened on that preview disc. I don't think they actually had that problem for the actual releases. Right, but still, when you're working with a general HD source, but there's only a few, some, but there's also some bits and pieces that you only have in SD, go and upscale them. Yeah, XV, you idiot. (laughs) It's not like... Variable resolution isn't really a thing that works on uh, playback quite yet. Seriously, XV. I mean, it could no be way. they just have to they just have to like um, window box it. That would be even worse. Yeah, I know. Like, like, yeah. A, like a tall yeah, screen. It, like we're pointing their iPhone at it and record it. <laughs> <laughs> they need to develop in the, like one of the successive generations of iPhones technology that when you start recording video, there's like a a powerful gyroscope or something in there that forces the phone to turn to landscape <laughs> oh, orientation. It forces your hand fantastic. to turn the phone. Yes. yes. <laughs> there are a series of model electrical shocks. It's <laughs> like, but it would also have to be able to tell that if uh, the thing you were recording was something vertical or not, like a vertical like building a ratio uh, billboard. Okay, yeah, keep that vertical. So what about, like, you know, two ghetto people fighting in a McDonald's? What would that be filmed as? Uh, landscape would be better because you need the extra field to get the uh, all the action without tracking too much. To, to get the World Star Hip Hop logo in the bottom right corner? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love those. That's because we can start <laughs> most of those fights. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I back up and film. <laughs> But remember what the crowd teaches life. us. Bum shall not fight bum. That's true. I am the Skype bum that was here before. <laughs> and never feed a bum after midnight, no matter how much they beg. Right. <laughs> then they multiply. And they turn green and scaly. Really unpleasant. It's just my feet. I need to get my diabetes looked at. So, yeah, this is the ick. Icarus Factor. All right, so I'm on point well, then. That's well, why it. on earth is it even called the Icarus Factor? Uh, because Icarus flew, uh, flew too close to the sun and his wings melted. Uh huh. Because his dad was awful to him when he was a child, apparently. Yeah, like Daedalus. Be- be- <laughs> because the writer was feeling really pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> Who's buzzing? What? Nobody? I hear some buzzing. Uh, I'm using a new headset, so I hope it's not me. Everything sounds fine from here, which is what matters because I'm recording. Hopefully. Yeah. It could be the vibrator I'm using right now. That could be the buzzing noise. Oh. <laughs> like everyone just accepts it. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. We've <laughs> met you. Scott. Well, some yeah. of us. <laughs> and it's not a flashlight. Let's be clear here. You know, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's an insertion, not a sheathing. Right. Right, right, exactly. So who's driving this shit bucket? 
on. <laughs> Look, I don't want the batteries to run out. We have to go. Well, then quit interrupting. You should get the uh, oh, so you should get the model yeah. with the AC adapter. <laughs> yeah, I got the uh, the the three prong prong plug <laughs> <laughs> for all three holes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's, I don't mean into the wall. I mean into yeah, okay. Okay, so the episode opens up in engineering, where uh, there, there's a huge problem down here today. <laughs> yeah, the, the computers are acting up, so they're taking it to the uh, service department at Montgomery Ward. I would like to point out that this episode has like six subplots, and none of them are good, and this is the first one we run into, oh. and it's the worst. <laughs> it's also the least consequential it, to the episode, so that's fine. So I, how many how many episodes did they just yank a subplot? Well, planned episodes did they yank a subplot on from to make this? Um, at least twelve. <laughs> so I like I like Picard's hand farting motion he does in the scene too. <laughs> so the problem is, is that the instrument readouts are a little bit off, almost as if they need to be calibrated. Say, tell the computer to ignore the uh, variation in the readout and just continue as normal. Mm-hmm. So Data suggests this. Yep. And Picard's like, well, we could do that, but we're stopping at Starbase unscheduled for some reason to pick up somebody. Um, <laughs> he starts playing the pronoun game. What an asshole. Until so, like, Rocker tells me, like, whoa, which Starbase? I didn't know about this. Oh, what are we picking up or dropping off? Uh, oh, got to go. Uh, bye. <laughs> 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 like, I like immediately you can see the panic in Riker's face. Like, oh shit! <laughs> Am I? And I, I can understand why there would be panic anyway. Because it's wait, did I forget completely? Forget about something? <laughs> because I mean, he's the first officer. He should know the schedule. Yeah. So I mean, obviously he's like, wait, did I completely forget what the hell we're doing today? of it is that Riker is freaking out before he even knows what's going on. So it's just kind of like, you know, he's like, wait, is it a kid I don't know about? Uh, what's going on? Here? <laughs> it's not half green, is it? Oh, shit. But is it it's green on the bearded. left half or green on the right half? That is like culturally important. It's green on the inside where it matters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does, did it have a beard? Because it's moldy. <laughs> Picard told Riker, like, well, come up to the observation room. I, I, I need to discuss something with you. That's on so, the other... That's literally on the other side of the ship, sir. <laughs> okay. So Riker enters the observation room and, like, the lights dimmed. He's got some candles <laughs> going and some smooth jazz. <laughs> and Riker's like, what's this about? And then Picard gets all, like, complimentary. He's like, I never told you just how wonderful you are. And manual docking. <laughs> Oh, the jokes we hear and get 20 years later. <laughs> 30 years later. So Picard finally drops it and says, okay, well, the captain of the Ares is retiring, and Starfleet wants to give you the ship. Even though you've been first officer on this ship for like six months. And before that, you were just a lieutenant commander. Huh. Yeah. It's now, the granted, they're going off into the ass end of the universe where there might be something to look at. Maybe not. But they're going to spend six or eight months just flying there in the first place to find out. 
Yeah. Right. I, I love that part. Uh, you know, Picard's like, you know, oh, we're going to go across. You're going to go across the galaxy. Could take forever. We don't know. By the way, you got 12 hours to think about it. <laughs> like, and, and that's uh, even a long time because they like, didn't have a layover. So it's kind of like, how long would he have normally? He's <laughs> <laughs> like think- holding just just a random aside here i want to i want to point out the i mean at least for me the closed captions on uh, netflix here mm-hmm. they consistently do the aries as the god of war rather than the constellation which for some reason i just find really hilarious like they're going to put riker in charge of a klingon bird of prey or something <laughs> right <laughs> he's got shield strapped to the side of it <laughs> it's got a spear that sounds badass mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's, so my, where's my Star Trek Ares now? This galaxy, or this nebula, whatever the fuck he's going, it's like six to eight months away mm-hmm. for the Ares. I like to think the Enterprise could do it like a week. <laughs> the Ares, the is, just, Ares is actually like a shuttlecraft. It, well, yeah, it's an yeah, Ober. It's, yeah, it's an Ober's quest. That's where I was going with it. Yep. You know it's an Ober. I think you could be the captain. Actually, that, no, that would work just fine, because like, you could put the shield on the side of the engine the cells, and you probably wouldn't even know the difference in the profile then. Yeah, yeah. You just pop the oars out and go a little bit faster. Right. <laughs> the, the problem with being a captain of an Ober is you're also the transporter officer, you're also the chef, you're also the maintenance engineer. Riker would be fine with being the chef on his own ship. I mean, he likes to cook, it's just that nobody else enjoys the experience. Yeah. Except Worf. But that's another episode. Mm-hmm. All right, so after... Uh... The opening here. Picard's telling Riker, okay, well, uh, to help you decide, we've got someone coming aboard with a briefing for you. Uh, in fact, I think they might be arriving in the transporter room now. Why don't you go meet them? <laughs> oh, ho. I'm quite, I've noticed quite the trickster back in the academy. Yeah, yeah. the transporter summons Riker, and Picard, as he's leaving, just says, Enjoy! <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think I will take that commission on over. Just get away from you, you ass. <laughs> so wait, yeah, you're telling me point... if I take command of a starship, I can treat my first officer like a piece of shit, too? <laughs> I like when Picard walks out of the ready room, too, at the beginning of the scene, he's still rubbing his hands together. Is it cold on the Enterprise today? No, he's rubbing his hands in delight because he knows he's about to fuck over Riker. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's been two years. You're still hazing me as your first officer? Yes, that's right. What are you going to do about it, bitch? I heard your personnel file on how much you hate your dad. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so when he, uh, when uh, Kyle Riker here transports in, I I was watching this with with my wife in the room, and the first thing she does is burst out laughing at what she called his camel toe jumpsuit. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's accurate. (laughs) Kyle? Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a very strong name, is it? And he looks like a sitcom actor from the 80s. Yes, he does. I'm sure he probably is, but he looks like one. Yeah, I mean, he's the the typical, like, slightly older dad character. Gray Mm -hmm. hair, kind of red in the face. Square-jawed. Yeah. He's like guest star on Coach as like a rival team's boss or something. Yeah, I could see that too. No, what <laughs> he reminds me most of is remember the dad from Mr. Belvedere? Um, like that, but fatter. 
There are other characters from Belvedere besides Mr. Belvedere. I know, it's I hard think... to believe this, you know, long after being able to watch the show, but yes, there was like a whole family there that wasn't Mr. Belvedere. I thought what he the hell is Mr. Belvedere? Oh, Fort God, Max, you poor, poor oh, child. My, my sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Kyle came to the board. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and you can see it Riker like start grinding his teeth and like blood start <laughs> dripping out of his ears and wherever. <laughs> so Kyle hops down and says, Hi, son. Ask Picard to keep this a surprise. Are you excited? It's like it's been fifteen years and you haven't said a fucking word to me. He's like, Well, I'm here to fix everything now in about twenty minutes. That's how much I got how much time I've got. So let's do this. Uh, it doesn't work that way, Dad. Oh, come on, sport. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's important to note that the entire episode is supposed to take place within a 12-hour span, but it totally does not feel like a 12-hour like structure in the no, episode no. at all. Feels at least like it's, a week it, or a month. It's <laughs> an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> this is like true also, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> so, Riker so, is... uh, security guy, uh, Escort this person to uh, their quarters. I'm afraid he might yeah. steal something. <laughs> yeah. Your Riker's a total dick to his dad. Perhaps with some sort of plot resolution for that drama by the end of the episode. Let's hope so. Oh, my fingers uh, are crossed. All right, so elsewhere in the ship... Oh... Wesley sees a pissed off wharf walking in the hallway and tries to catch up to and talk about their parents. Hey, buddy. Both our dads are dead. <laughs> I mean, they should be able to bond over that, that right? That's literally how he opens the conversation. <laughs> I, I love the way he says it, too. It's like, Worf's like, my parents are dead. Well, my my dad's dead, too, but I never got to know them. <laughs> Which is so funny because the scene is supposed to how Worf is, is, is so alien and not human acting. Wesley beats him at that, though. <laughs> non-human interaction, Wesley just completely blows Worf out of the water. It's structured really badly, too, because, like, Worf's dialogue is, I barely knew my father. And then Wesley says, and I never had one long enough to know him, which is basically saying the exact same thing. Yeah, but better. <laughs> yeah. better you are. I'm better at you not knowing my dad. Well, you know, says, Wesley is off. a genius, so, you know. <laughs> a genius at everything except being Worf's friend. Except being a person. <laughs> but, but that's our plot resolution here, is, is he is a genius at being Worf's friend. No, we'll, we'll come back to that <laughs> later. I love Worf's pain orgasms. <laughs> we'll pain come back to that like later. <laughs> But meanwhile, Wesley has a really important appointment to run the engineering and tell on Worf for being mean. Wait, but first, I love that he cut straight into Geordi. <laughs> yes, it's like the yes. worst tech support call ever. Because, <laughs> yeah, because Geordi's like, I already turned it off and turned it back on again. That didn't fix it. You don't have to do it again. And the engineer guy is like walking away from ignoring him. He's the chief engineer of the flagship of the, of the Federation. And the engineer guy is like, I do not have time to listen to this asshole. <laughs> he just walks away while he's talking. And they like, they like bring in the entire 
crew of uh, maintenance people for this. They're just doing their jobs. You know, they don't they don't need this shit. <laughs> they do maintenance on a distant star base. That gets They're bringing visible. in all these maintenance people because they need to because some sensor needed to be calibrated, and Picard decided <laughs> that it was too much of a too big of a problem for. Uh, the uh, chief engineer of the uh, of Starfleet's flagship. Right, and that's what happens when your boss isn't a techie. It's okay, so, so let's break this. Let's, <laughs> no, let's break this down right now. So, Data suggests a really reasonable solution. He also says in the beginning, "I don't think this is anything to be worried about." And Riker's first instinct is, "What if you're wrong?" And everything after that is based on that one assertion by Riker. <laughs> what if Data is wrong about this computer analysis? And hence, we have Picard thinking, well, it might be a bit of a risk to just assume that it's fine if we adjust the computer so it doesn't read weird anymore. We'll have a whole crew come in and go over the entire department and make sure everything's working. As far as Picard was like, you know what, fuck it. The Duotronics is good enough. If Data's wrong, what good are anyone... If Data's wrong about this, what would anyone else be able to do? Yeah, a living computer... (laughs) <laughs> a living who computer who can analyze work. the entire system in moments or a team of 20 that takes 12 hours to come to the same conclusion hmm. charge by the hour by the way this isn't covered <laughs> by normal federation you know warranty this isn't on the AAA. no but see i love that we cut straight into like jordy how about the most frustrating day ever with tech support <laughs> what can make and it then, then comes wesley and then comes wesley <laughs> It got worse. So, Jordy, I've got a problem. I was talking to Worf, and he's really eccentric at times. <laughs> <laughs> also, water is wet. The writing of this episode is so terrible. But Jordy was like, there was a strike on or something. <laughs> <laughs> but Jordy is still a cool guy, so he's trying the best he can to juggle all this stuff. It's his job. So he's like, that's nice, Wesley. Maybe he's just, you know, preoccupied. Maybe he's just a Klingon. Yeah, he gets a little racist. Wesley's like, no, something's really wrong with him. And Jordy's like, yeah, whatever. Um." And and of course, Wesley's like, I'll take the case of solving the case of the grumpy Klingon. (laughs) Just puts on a little deer hunter hat and goes, I'll do it. No, that's Data's gimmick. Fucking dork. (laughs) Fuck you, Wesley. Okay, so we leave engineering, cut up to the bar uh, for the cheers scene. Oh, because there's a drunk Irishman. I see how you are. Was Norm you Irish? Said Irishman? Yeah, sorry, I, I repeat myself. Was Norm supposed to be Irish? Probably. They're all Irish. They're Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> point made. Yeah. So I like that we cut to O'Brien just going, "Woman, career, yeah, nope, family." Yeah. like, "Oh, fuck me." there's there's right about here uh you see you get to see the side of o'brien's head and he's got like some sort of hickey on his neck and i'm just like there there's like no that's just fanfic in there i'm just no 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 no, that's just the um the eye of the potato getting ready to sprout (laughs) you beat me to it you fucking beat me to it (laughs) fucker that's my show scott Yeah, I know, I know. <clears throat> Although, I thought you were going to point out how bad his fucking sideburns were. They, like, stopped at the top of his ear and went down at an angle. His sideburns look terrible. 
But anyway. And then in walks Kyle. <laughs> who immediately sees everyone in the bar, and they all know him. Kyle! How does everyone know him? Because everyone knows your name. Oh, sorry. Oh, and did he used to work on this ship? The ship's well, he's been brand the new. For decades, though. He, apparently he's like a consultant or something that goes around and like troubleshoots. Uh, I don't know anybody who likes consultant that much. See, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, they're trying to paint Kyle Riker as the most interesting man in in the Federation. You know, <laughs> but they've cast entirely the wrong actor for that role. Like, you need a guy with whiter hair, a beard. You basically need something that looks like a shorter, slightly fatter, older Riker and can pull off that kind of personality. You basically need to make Kyle Riker the image of Will Riker, and that's part of the problem between them, that they're so much like each other, they cannot stand to be around each other. Well, Lee Majors. That's, that's not a bad point. I'd say, this, this is about as off as that guy that they got to play Old Billy uh, in that last episode the character was in. Ah, uh, Zio. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, David Yost? <laughs> Ooh. Ow. Ah, ah, old jokes. <laughs> Literally old jokes. Ow. No, but okay. like, if... If Riker still looked like season one Riker, at least on a visual level, I think Kyle would work more convincingly as his father. Um, but no, you you totally needed a different kind of actor to do what I think they were trying to do with Kyle here. No, yeah, I think you got a point there. He's he's just the char- the charisma isn't there. Yeah, because like you could totally see in you know twenty years if Riker's career went down a different path, he could totally be in the same position. He walks into the bar on a ship somewhere or in a starbase or whatever. Everybody knows him because he's been all over the Federation Will! doing doing work. Yeah, and he connects with everybody he meets. It's in a lot of cases, in more than than one. <laughs> yes, I, I was being I was being, <laughs> I was being intentionally nonspecific. Speaking of which. Pulaski turns around and sees Kyle. Speaking of a witch, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> and her eyes light up. And his Ele- eyes light up. Electronically. Basements are flooded. Ew. Organs become turgid. <laughs> now, the hug he gives <laughs> is very uncomfortable because he grabs her and then starts slapping her back. Pat, 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 pat. Like that's not how you hug a woman, dude. She's going to get her. She's going to be broken uh, by the end of this scene, isn't she? Oh, she's going to displace a hip or something. <laughs> that hurt. That's hard to recover from too. They kiss. <laughs> they lock lips. Cut over to O'Brien and Riker looking vomiting. At <laughs> and Riker sort of mutters, "They know each other." And O'Brien gets like the best line of the episode. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I know her too, but we don't do that. <laughs> Dude, seriously. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I think Riker, I think Will's just kind of uh, a bit a bit thrown off because you know at no point did Kyle ask if she loves jazz, so oh. he just he just doesn't know what's going on there. It's like... How do you do that without the question? <laughs> I love that they used O'Brien so much in this episode. No, no, not asking oh uh, her if she likes jazz. Telling her to 
and tell me you like jazz. Yeah, it's not a question. It's an instruction. (laughs) That's an instruction. But no, the use of O'Brien in this episode is really a saving point of an otherwise awful episode. An awfully good episode. No, I I know what I said. I did there. I turned it around on you. That's wordplay. Like, like you don't get that with podcasts. <laughs> anyway, <Not like> that. <laughs> okay, so down in engineering, let's continue the epic saga of Wesley trying to save Worf's day. <laughs> <sighs> I hate this episode so much. It's. It's it's really apparent that the writers just kind of that the writer was doing this and just like I need something for the other half of the cast to do. I wish I could have watched the episode that Mickey watched. <laughs> You're watching yeah. it right now. I, I love the imagery of, the, of Wesley standing next to the warp core of the of the Enterprise. You know this incredibly powerful machine that can traverse the galaxy, discover new worlds, and he's complaining about one of his friends being gump, grumpy. And he's got the main engineer <laughs> and a living android. <laughs> Trying to solve this stupid ass problem. Who well, they, let this little fucker into main engineering? Uh, well, if this had to happen on any day, this is the correct day for it to happen because there's that whole crew in there that won't let Jordy or Data work. And then you get they're this busy, guy. They're busy checking all the. They're busy checking all the wires and. Yeah. <laughs> unplugging and unplugging, plugging, <laughs> plugging things in, and have we doing tried Windows turning it on and off again? Yeah. God yes. damn it! Yes. I already did that. Reset the router. <laughs> <laughs> so Wesley is continuing on with. I'm telling you, Worf isn't being normal. At which point, Data finally realizes, is, "Yeah, Worf is being kind of a dick." Of course, all Klingons are dicks, right? Genetically, <laughs> dude. Whoa, back <clears throat> up! You can't be judging all Klingons. <laughs> Oh, apparently not you can. Klingons. Hashtag Dicks. not all Klingons. Yeah, it's not all Klingons. <laughs> yeah, it's all so, like how Wesley tries to like go, well, guys, we need to figure this out. We need to solve this problem. I'll help you any way I can. And Jordy goes, oh, no, motherfucker. You solve this problem. We'll help you because you found you the problem. Found- yeah. <laughs> Spoken yeah, like I an engineer. Okay, so they said, we need to do, just do a study on Wharf. And Wesley says, when do we start? And then Data and George just turn in slow motion, in perfect comedic well, time. It's it's hilarious how thrilled Wesley suddenly is when his friend becomes a science experiment. Yes. <laughs> I can reduce him down to variables. It's, it's the only way Wesley knows how to relate to the universe. I also like I like the chemistry between Jordy and Data in this scene too because even in these early seasons you see how much they're just buddies because Data literally finishes Jordy's sentences for him. Mm. Because Jordy's like, yeah, you got to do this. And then Data goes, yep, that's right. And then turns around. And... <laughs> yes, he's basically a Meowth in this scene. Um, yep. <laughs> I don't know if it's really like so much the, the their buddies factor. It may just be that Jordy is a very flat human. He, you know, he's essentially more like a computer than a human at this point. And well, that's why Data yeah. relates to him so well. Oh, yeah, that's where they get along. Mama's a flat human. No, <laughs> she's fairly round. <laughs> Lumpy. <laughs> the hills are alive. Like, the sound of puking. So back up in ten forward, uh, Riker gets drunk enough to confront Pulaski and he Kyle. Does. He gets up. He gets up with such like enthusiasm. I'm going to go over there. and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. 
So, so another observation from my, my wife here in this scene, there's a table directly behind uh, Pulaski and, and Kyle here. And my wife was all like, wait, with all the you know weird costuming on the show, there's just a lady back there in a tank top. Where the hell yep. did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm they want to feature her boobs. Uh, yeah, which I'm okay with. But yeah, I thought the same thing. It's like, she's just wearing like something from Sears. What the fuck? <laughs> She stopped at Space Gap. <laughs> <laughs> so Riker stumbles up and says, I don't know, you two are fucking. <laughs> stop, stop fucking my dad. Dad, I'll take that meeting whenever you want. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's so petulant. I think it's right about here that I think the episode commits its, its worst crime. The egg continued? It, <laughs> but it invites the audience to imagine Pulaski's O face. Uh, with or without her makeup on. <laughs> with or without her teeth in. No! <laughs> so, after that awkwardness, uh, Pulaski and Kyle continue their conversation, and we learn why they didn't stay together. Because they're both dicks. <laughs> Found that Pulaski's been married three times, and it never worked. Third time's a charm, huh, right? Apparently not. Now, it, now is this where Pulaski apparently mentions having it, that the reason why she's so good as a doctor is empathy? No, no, that, no, that's, no, that comes uh, up later. Troy does that later. Because oh. she's so perceptive, yeah, that, that you know? Yeah, that threw me, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting. Uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> You're getting bored. We know. <laughs> Me too. And this episode is terrible. Yeah, that's why you're getting bored. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? This is the greatest episode I've ever seen. <laughs> look, look. Speaking of this, which, this episode would have been made better if it had more Pulaski. Oh, that's up. that's a really strong statement to make, Fort Max. But I'm going to back you up here. <laughs> If this would have so, been a, if this would have been a Pulaski and O'Brien episode instead of a everyone else episode, I'd be right on board with it. So let's continue the greatness of this. I'm gonna slide the camera to the other end of the bar, where we see Jordy and Data looking at Worf staring angrily off into space, <laughs> literally it's staring into space. Wesley has tricked yeah. them into doing his job for them. <laughs> Yes, Wesley Crusher has outsmarted the chief engineer <laughs> at a living computer. <laughs> so they just leave all the text down there, tearing apart all the uh, consoles. And I think right. that's the only reason Jordy went. Jordy's like, I'm just gonna go get a drink. Yeah, I think that's the only reason Jordy went along with this. It was an excuse for him to get away from engineering and stop being frustrated for a while. To get well, drunk thing on is the clock. There is no way I would leave Geek Squad alone in my engineering room <laughs> like that. <laughs> and the shuttlecraft will take a little VW bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go through all his personal files and stuff. Oh, look at this. Oh, who's Leah Brahms? <laughs> Sadly, I'm about a season too early for that. Mm-hmm. So. As they're sitting there staring at war from behind, plotting how to take this problem on. Plotting how to, like, 
And it's like, why would you even do that? You know all you're going to do is just annoy him. Yeah, plotting to intrude on his personal space. Good, good. Klingons well, love Data that. has the perfect solution. Worf is just lonely, and they can relieve his anxiety through socialization. <laughs> He's not a dog! Well... Legally, he's not a dog. <laughs> so he puts on his best artificial smile and walks over to him. And lets him know that he has friends who care about him. Would would you would you like a hug now? <laughs> I I like the phrasing of Worf's response. Yes. With all due respect, sir. Be gone! <laughs> No, with all respect, be good, sir, lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, because Data is technically his boss at this point, right? Yeah, well, Data's always been his boss. Oh, okay, technically, Everyone being that he, being that he is, you know, number three in the command structure of the ship. <laughs> like how Data even reacts, even like winces away. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, Data's reaction's gold. No, that's just his skin. <laughs> and his uniform. And his eyes. Yeah. And his teeth. Pretty, pretty, pretty gold eyes. And his urine. urine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to imagine Data's urine is like a fluorescent green. You like to. This is something you enjoy. Okay? Like antifreeze. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like a, you know, a slightly processed antifreeze. It has a keep spot from drinking it. Jesus Christ, that's really dangerous for a kid. I was about to go to that joke. Well, that's that's why, uh, you know, for the first three years or so Spot is in the show, it looks different every time it's on screen. We're going to need another spot. <laughs> He's replicating a new one. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a real cat. It's just a robot cat. Computer, replicator, cat, alive. <laughs> no, 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 it's at the car just... Either Picard or uh, Giordi just keep replacing, just keep replacing Spot, and he doesn't notice. Cat, look at the feet of fish. Cat, tabby, living. <laughs> <laughs> so in his quarters, Riker's looking through old photos. Of he's on. Him. He's on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. <laughs> him and his dad having fun times. When Worf intrudes. And says, I hear you're going to captain a ship to dangerous unknown space. I want to come with you and kill things. <laughs> and or possibly they, die. See, they have they have to pretend that these plots are, you know, in some way connected, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Worf had his way, he would kill things and die all on the same day. That would be the most honorable. It would be a very good day to die. <laughs> yes. Also, is that a fish... Yeah, Worf is like, I'm not good with words. Is that Earth? That is a fish. Very good, Worf. Thank Worf, you. Didn't you grow up on Earth? Yeah. In well, Russia? I think he might have grown up on the colony. Was it? All the same, he would know what a fish looks like. Presumably, yes. So, the story of the fish. Is oh, it... the story of the fish. It's a classic in literature. His dad stole the cat from him and then made Riker pose with it like he caught it. Yeah. Kind of kind of getting easier to understand Riker's daddy issues, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well. Well, yeah, we've, I, we've met his dad. Once, we kind of know already. 
once you accept that they're developing Riker's character by making him a pussy, then it, <laughs> then it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they say. There's nowhere to go but down. God. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about this episode, it never goes into... The why... only thing? Yeah, the only thing. <laughs> the, the single issue I have with this entire episode is why they, they, they don't use this opportunity to explain Riker's obsession with mounting chairs. I don't think that was really well developed at this point anyway. That would have been something to do in like season four or five, I think. It, it would have been great if they showed his dad do it just once in front of Pulaski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't just think toe right in front of her. Yeah, I don't think that actor could probably lift his hip that high. Unfortunately, <sighs> he probably could. He's probably limber as a minx. Look, though, though, if he hurt himself doing it, he'd have the perfect excuse for some private time with Pulaski. Oh my, yes, I seem to have pulled my groin. Would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> so Rucker goes off to go get his briefing with his dad. And they obviously hands him like a, a, a leaflet, but all you need to know about this area of space. So you're going like to command a starship. <laughs> Top ten reasons why this is going to be awesome. Number nine will shock you. <laughs> no, it's always like number three or number two will shock you. That way you go through the whole listicle. Yes. <laughs> so Riker is pissed because like you could just email this to me. Why are you fucking here? Because I want to reconnect with you if you're going all the way to deep space. When your mom died, Riker's like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Well, when your mother died, <laughs> it kind of sucked. I just didn't know if you knew that or not, uh, about mothers dying. It... I know that was really hard on you, but imagine what I went through. Yeah, that's really the important part here. I just really wanted to tell you how much it sucked for me. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Riker is yeah. fun publications. And, and Ooh. they... Ooh. <laughs> Now, I went there. Now they've got the worst, the the worst line here because it's like, you know, <clears throat> Kyle, Kyle Riker is all like, "There aren't any tech manuals for being a parent," and I'm like, "You kidding me?" As Mr. a new parent, Mr. Mr. Spock would disagree with you. There are piles of books on parenting. What the hell is he talking about? Yeah, Spock wrote a book about parenting. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it was highly right. logical. <laughs> it's just like that. That whole line there. He's just like. Like, I just made it up as I went along. And it's just yeah, like... Well, the problem was it wasn't a step-by-step -step manual with... Uh, Pictures. Line, with, well, it wasn't a step-by-step -step instruction manual with... Like... It wasn't the WikiHow article. Yeah. So, <laughs> the other thing I would like to point out, I think this is revealed a little later, is like, well, I stuck it up for 13 years. I did the best I could. It's like, whoa. Whoa. Oh, hold on. You know, yeah. goodness gracious. 13 whole years of being a parent, and then you fucking I gave up? I put up with you as my child for 13 years. I deserve a medal. I yeah. think I think the line, I think that line was structured badly. It's like 13 years after his mother died, so uh, that would probably count for being 15 or 16 at that point. Uh, right. Maybe, well, that's that's, that's in the same scene there. Yeah, well, and well, like it does mean too. that, and it does, and like, let's see, it has Riker just gate just left uh, its dad around fifteen or so. Yeah, I mean, so that that fits. Yeah, I I think that's more the intent of the line, but it's it's structured very badly. Yeah. Well, Kyle it's... goes to visit Pulaski in sick bay because. Sometimes you just need some pussy to calm your nerve. Because <laughs> it's nothing great about showing up at your old crush's work. Yeah. So this is where you work, huh? Let's get out of here. Yeah. 
You're not doing anything important, are you? And there's like sick beds full of people. Uh, that guy just has the flu. It's fine. Yeah, they they still have the flu in the 24th century. It's yeah, alien I'm flu, and and the cure is still chicken soup. That's just because right. Pulaski's a bad doctor. Uh, that's a, <laughs> yeah. Guys, well, that's a that's a euphemism. I don't want to spoil anything, but that's just a euphemism. Trust Pulaski's me, you chicken do soup not. is actually filled with fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so surprise, Troy is here too. Because she needs to appear in this episode. Now, I, I do like the Troy's interactions with all of this shit because she immediately starts taking the piss out of this old asshole. Yeah, it's also kind of unclear whether he knows who she is or not. Yeah, I kind of like that ambiguity where they're, like, they're almost playing this cat and mouse clear. game. But how would he even know? Well, I think that's part of the aspect he of the character smell his son on her <laughs> <laughs> i think that's part of the aspect of the character that's not being related well by the choice of actor uh you know he's supposed to be perceptive and be able to read people and from like the little bit that she's saying and the reason that Pulas- uh, that yeah that Pulaski wanted him and troy to talk to each other is because they both have a connection through Riker. like i think a different actor probably could have played that a- some way where that would become easily apparent um uh, apparent i, I think <laughs> i think they're also trying to play up this idea that he's kept tabs on will but it's yeah. just it's not done very well yeah but right, keeping right. tabs to the point of knowing you know who your son's ex-girlfriend was you know five years ago not even an ex-girlfriend but an almost girlfriend because they never actually did anything mm-hmm. they just got really close so then they got split up sucks to be them Yeah, so like, so let me guess, you're Picard's Beta Z, huh? Picard's empath, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're Picard's empath. Yeah, you're Picard's empath. Let me guess, you're my son's empath. Uh, you mis you mispronounced cock holster. Yeah, I like when the conversation is getting sassy. It's like, I bet Riker likes your candor, but no, he likes honesty. You should try it sometime, you old bitch. <laughs> Whoa. The claws come out really quick, though. And, yeah. I, I, and I love how, like, uh, there's, oh, I forgot exactly what the words are used, but basically it makes uh, Troy just like, <gasps> and she just gets shut down. Oh, yeah, it's the very last thing about something about, like, having good taste in women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, he's, she just looks at him like, motherfucker, you did not yeah. just say that. <laughs> he, he said that line, they do the quick, they do the quick cut to Troy, and she's just got this look like... Are you comparing me to Pulaski? What? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's about to take out the earrings and go. Yeah. <laughs> She's about to take off her hair and get in a fight. <laughs> See, that would have made the episode better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> World star hip hop. <laughs> in fact, instead of Riker and Kyle doing the, you know, karate motocross later, it should have been Kyle and Troy. Yes. <laughs> cool. Troy's just like, hold my com badge. I'm in this. <laughs> Yeah, so Kyle's like, I came here to bury the hatch with my son, dot, 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 but I decided to bury it in Pulaski instead. I kind of like how this is like Troy's equivalent of a fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> Psychological <laughs> warfare. Okay, so what, if you, someone. Uh... Yeah, so what if you dub the Amok time music over this scene? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, see how much better this episode could have been if they were actually trying. Mm-hmm. 
special ed writers. <laughs> Good casting. <laughs> Script. Complete irreverence. A director. So it's like so. Troy calls him out. She's like immediately like, "Oh, well, you covet his success." And he's like, "What? What me? Me? No." She's like, "No, I'm an empath, motherfucker. I can tell. <laughs> you can't say I'm a liar. I can feel your feelings." And see, it brings up a, an honestly interesting point. He covets his son's success. Troy calls him competitive with his own son, but neither of those things is actually brought back up again. Yep. Like that—that's just completely dropped from the plot line. Mm-hmm. Because we think this is a big reveal, him talking to Troy, who's supposed to be a – I mean, she's the empath. She's a, she's a counselor. She should be able to read people and dig into their psyches. But none of this means anything. Right. Now, it, this it, does come up again. This is part of the whole combat scene at the end where it talks about how he kept fighting and cheating to beat Will because he wanted to win. And he, gauged, or he tries to say it's because I wanted you to stay interested, but it was because he didn't want to lose. Right, but it still doesn't really okay. address. Yeah. It doesn't really and address. All, no, I'm catching this fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this seems like it's yeah. supposed to be the start of like getting into some pathos with him to understand the source of why he is in competition with his own son. Whereas all we're seeing going forward is just echoes of yeah, he's competitive with his son. We still don't know why. He could just be a jerk. Well, he is a jerk. That's true, but there's that, no that could be the entire base reason. But, that's that's okay. it. Yeah, but <laughs> if that's just a jerk, if that's the case, that's... so they still don't resolve that. That's what I'm saying. Like they bring this up, but it doesn't go anywhere. They just put that's a big. True, yes. They just put a big sign on the symptom, and then the symptom just continues with no development. I don't know. I, li I like I like Formax's reasoning there. He's just mm -hmm. a jerk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. really, not, could, she's no, not no, wrong, no, but still. Nope. <laughs> He's not wrong, but that's not good drama. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Alright, so we cut to a scene where Picard is talking with Will about you know, the new assignment, then his dad shows up, and that's where we get the whole hung in as a father for 13 years. Right, And then he right. storms out of the room. Like, God, I can't be bothered with you anymore. Yeah, I do it like this, like, oh, I get to meet Kyle my son's boss. Even. Yeah. Oh, you're my son's boss. Oh, you treat him like a child like I do? You should. <laughs> does, he, does he still poop his diapers? Dad, shut up. <laughs> okay, so down to engineering in the E-plot. Hold, hold up here. I just... So, Picard is trying to sell, sell Riker on this promotion by, like, the first officer being a linguistics expert, and... Mm -hmm. He's making this huge deal out of, oh, he can understand 40 languages. They're wearing universal translators. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, why that's a big deal. I mean, like, <laughs> like I mean, 40 languages, yeah. I mean, for, for you and me, that's great and everything. But 24th century, when you're wearing it on your shirt, uh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be like me going back in the 1600s going, I could talk to someone on the other side of town. Like, nowadays, I have a cell phone. It's just not that big a deal, you know? <laughs> I could have mentioned like he speaks exotic languages like Klingon, yeah, <laughs> like Spanish, like Klingon. Uh, what did the members of the Federate? What did the member major mem well, uh, allies. member? Well, what did the major allies of the Federation? Yeah, he might as well speak something as exotic as Vulcan. <laughs> nobody wants Esperanto. to speak. Nobody wants to speak Vulcan. It's oh, too rigid and logical. There's no fun in it. It's like baking. 
It's like Latin without any flavor. <laughs> yeah, it's like bland Latin. <laughs> Latin. <laughs> okay, so back in the E-plot here of uh, Warped Bad Day, Wesley rejoins Jordy in engineering with Data, and tech support is still there. But it's okay, because Wesley has been combing through Worf's space book, and he thinks he has a solution. Everything's oh, solved by cyber-stalking, kids. <laughs> this so, is why people hate you, Wesley. Now, now I, just, I just want to bring this up, because it's, it, it's important later here. Wesley literally just says, oh, I just asked the computer. <laughs> like, like that is how he solved this problem. Genius. Just, just that, that that comes up later. So, so even in the twenty fourth century, knowing how to fucking use Google is a superpower to people. Well, to be fair, this is the Enterprise D's computer. Let me oh, Elkar is that for you, right? <laughs> and it's going. So you have to know exact. So you have to ask it in the exact way the com- for the computer to not give you a completely useless answer. Also, let me just point out that at this point in the episode, we're like, you know, six, maybe seven hours into a 12-hour period. Yes. <clears throat> All right, so the problem is that this is the 10th anniversary of Worf's uh, bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. And then he needs to have a Klingon party with his Klingon friends. So since they don't have any Klingons on board, they're going to make some fake Klingons because that fake honor is just as good. Yeah, it's just like with the Vulcans, you know, they go through Ponfar, you just send them to the holodeck and put in fake Vulcans in there. So it works just the same, right? Isn't one of Quark's holodeck programs? Well, probably. Vulcan Love Slave Part 3, I think. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> one and two, yeah you needed three to tie up loose ends from one and two, honestly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I only remember that specifically because it's, Among you know, other things. It's Part X. <laughs> I don't know if it's three or whatever, but it's, you know, like a far-in sequel. Thank, thank you for the detail on that. Far, <laughs> in bookmarks, far in. <laughs> Pond far in. Oh. <laughs> no. Terrible. Move on. Okay. In sick bay, Riker comes in to apologize to Pulaski because who sticks their dick in you is none of your business. Please. Or my business. <laughs> their yeah. business. I don't know. I don't want to hear about what's going into your vagina. Especially if it's my father. <laughs> You should like good because it's none of your business. And this this whole conversation is just reminding you that you're invited to imagine her O face. <laughs> just want to. I hate this so much. <laughs> and then like she brings up the question: Do you know why your father never remarried? And they never actually answer that question because Riker is just like because he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Who would even want him? <laughs> I want him. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm thinking about him right now. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> so she goes to the story about how he was like a civilian contractor, a strategist on some mm-hmm. starbase, and the Tholians attacked, and everyone was supposed to die but him. And I don't understand how she saw this or what happened, but apparently he fought off Tholians or he survived, and it's this big deal. No, it, no, well, well they, were bu- they were building a web, and he had like 18 hours to escape. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he swam through space by holding his breath. No, what what she's implying is that he escaped wounded, and she was the doctor that treated him. I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. It's just oh. Oh, it's so very then, vague. 
So they threw in a little English patient there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> As if this wasn't boring enough. The, gal- <laughs> the galactic standard patient. <laughs> they don't speak English. <sighs> yeah. That's right. And she does use like the space term. You better jettison the emotional baggage. Okay, enough with the space talk. Yeah. The the thing the yeah they they make. I like how the talk here basically ends with Pulaski making it all Will's problem. It is all Will's problem. It's just like it's like you know what, your daddy's a complicated man, and you know nobody understands him. But deal with it. No, it is Will's problem. His dad's a piece of shit, but he also needs to learn to kind of like deal with that however he needs to, which is either reconcile and kind of accept his dad for who he is, or just finally tell him once and for all, I don't want you in my life, don't talk to me again. But either way, he needs to get out of where he is right now. Except he has been telling him, get out of here, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, it kind of sounds like he's already made a decision about his dad. His dad said, I'm holding my hand out, and he just turned and walked away. So I think it's pretty clear. There's no ambiguity here about Riker's feelings. Except for when the episode puts some in, just <laughs> because. Well, yeah, because they had they didn't have a writer on this. They just kind of pulled <laughs> shit out of a hat. Yeah, this is, this is Star Trek scenes from a hat. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That, that actually Except all the lot. suggestions were shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, see, they 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 pulled the wrong. They uh didn't pull the uh phase two scripts hat out for this week. Oh, they can't all be measure of a man. <laughs> Sometimes they're pen pals. Yeah. I'd rather watch pen pals than this. You have no sense of fun. Do you has a sense of fun? That's just. That's Jordy, Data, message. and Wesley. Yes, these th- this trio laugh a minute. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let's cut on engineering where they're planning Worf's surprise party. <laughs> and I like how Data suddenly is now an expert. Suddenly, this is now a uh, season three episode oh. of Transformers. Well, <laughs> after after Wesley was able to Google it, you know, da- Data was able to. You almost well, called I him get... Data, didn't you? Ooh. Almost. One is very close. Name. One is not. <laughs> I know, I know. God damn it. <laughs> I know, I know. So, Jordy wants to plan a party with like a, a an orchestra and paper hats and lemonade. And they're and like, maybe, no. And maybe or- invite some girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, this is why Jordy can't get a woman. <laughs> but Data's like, no. I know what we need. We need pain sticks. <laughs> it's like... No, but okay. they could have come up with a cool Klingon name for it. Nope. And <laughs> instead, it, it makes me now the sad the thing that okay, calling them page sticks is hilarious, is laughably bad at first, but then there's the fact that it also reminds me of a of a laughably bad thing from Star Wars uh, stuff, death sticks. The, see, they remind me of like something you'd hear of in Dune. Well, okay, the thing is, Klingons are not creative with their naming. Like, the sword Batleth is just a Klingon word for sword of honor. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, pain sticks, I'm sure, has some Klingon word name to it, but it just means pain stick. It's completely in character. 
they they took they t- they left a letter out, so you yes. know that totally makes it futury and alieny. <laughs> there you go. It's stick S T I K S. Ooh. Or if it's the nineties, S it's uh, S T I X. Oh yeah. If it's, yeah. If it's a capital X. X. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or it's S T Y X. That's even further in the future, though. Yeah, all the way to 1978. (laughs) (laughs) Domo. Domo, domo. No, no, no. We'll get to the Japanese in a minute. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jeez. All right. So uh, Riker is uh, chatting with Picard about, so what should I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know. Yeah, don't ask me. Look, I'm just sitting here staring at a picture of the Enterprise on my well, screen. Well, let's see. You could either take the uh, prestigious uh, position as uh, first officer on the uh, on the uh, flagship oh uh, on the flagship vessel of Starfleet, or you could be a captain in bumfuck middle of nowhere on an Oberth. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that this is supposed to be Picard actually selling him on the promotion, and he's doing a terrible job. Well, I think Picard's point here is that, yeah, you could stay on as number two of the flagship, or you could go out on your own ship. It's not a very important yeah. ship, but you will make it your own because but, but of who you are. But it's, but it's your ship. Yeah, it's basically it's selling like, somebody on RV on. ownership. <laughs> I was just like a rock. This could be your rock for only five hundred dollars. It's a very special magic harp. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the thing is, and you also want to have some bald asshole calling you number one all the time. (laughs) So there's that. I mean, would you rather stay here in the Enterprise and do personnel reports? Yeah, duty statements. That'd be great. All right, so back. Well, I was just saying, no point does like is Picard concerned about who he's going to promote up to be his new number one. Well, they don't even be. mention that. He'll he'll either, he'll, yeah, he'll either bump data up or he will just get somebody new assigned to the ship. Yeah, but it, he's not, they don't even mention it there. That's the thing I think is funny. It's like it never even a record doesn't ask. Picard doesn't say anything about it. So it seems to me that Picard fucking knew that this was not going to happen. <laughs> Oh, yes, do it. I'm sure you'll leave the ship. Yes, little butterfly, fly away. Yes, I'm sure you'll leave on your own like a big boy. You'll come crawling back. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to look at that way. I just assume, like, okay, in the interim, Data will act as executive officer, and Picard will either choose a new candidate or just decide, okay, Data's ready to do this himself. It's not really a high priority to have a replacement lined up the moment Riker steps off the ship. Fuck that. Take data and plug him right to the computer core and make him part of the ship. There you go. Now the whole ship's one big they AI. They tried that in season six. That's how we got fistful of datas. <laughs> I think you were there for that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> See, this is why I don't like arguing with it. <laughs> <sighs> and nobody because wants you... fistful of data. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, moving on. Well, like, I can think of one person who would. Oh, the but she's dead now. <laughs> the uh, uh, just just another random interjection since we're bringing it up here. The another observation from from my wife was, you know, that the computer is just named computer. 
Mm-hmm. She's like, she's like, when you really think about it, that that doesn't make any sense because it's like, you know, we 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 name our laptops, and you know, every every big supercomputer out there has its own name and everything. But but you know, they they throw this gigantic mainframe on the flagship of the Federation, and it's just computer. That's because it's the computer. <laughs> Maybe I, no, computer I like, is the unique name for. It. Maybe other ships have different names. Yeah, like Bob. <laughs> Well, back. Honestly, Both I think, yeah. <laughs> dumbass. Hey, dumbass, <laughs> make me some tea. I'm sure there's a Russian starship out there that has like a deep blue. So I like to think though that for realistically, it's for psychological reasons, so people don't get attached to it because it's just a tool, it's just a machine. They don't want people personifying it. So that's well, what I think. Because you know, Jordy well, would. Mean, well, oh, yeah, I would, well, I would. Plus, I'd, how would anyone get it? Attached to the that computer, given how the computer is. Have you heard of a masochist? <laughs> Nobody. Well, that's those big furry elephants, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, realistically, I mean, it, it is it is you know the the only computer on the ship. So I mean, you know, I, I guess that makes sense. But it's it's one of those Star Trekisms that you know. When you think about it, you're like, wait a second. Well, it's probably also part of the like completely interchangeable nature of the future. Like, you don't want to have to go from one ship or facility or shuttlecraft to the next and be like, okay, so what's the name this computer responds to? No, but, everything is just they, the computer. Every but you they know, do name the shuttlecraft. Yeah, they named the shuttlecraft, <laughs> but the computer on board is they still just the a computer. They named the shuttlecraft so they can tell which shuttlecraft they're talking about. So they can tell which shuttlecraft got destroyed this week. But look, look. These <laughs> oh Star Trek computers are like Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. Yes, that's exactly right. What if the, I, the, the, I the really... Star Trek computer isn't named computer? <laughs> that's just the programmed, uh, hey, Siri on all ships. Well, like yeah. that computer itself has a program name. You can do that with an Alexa, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Computer. Like maybe Hello, computer, computer is just a command phrase and not specifically the name for but the does Alexa, But will Alexa answer you with Mod- Major Barrett's voice? No. If only. <laughs> then why? What's even the point? Exactly. <laughs> That's a question I ask myself every day when I wake up. <laughs> What's even the point? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you remember alcohol. So I'll reach over from the bedside and I take a swig. Yes. <laughs> All right. So back then in engineering, uh, tech support is still going on. And Data is on the verge of finding the whole procedure insulting. If I were not a consummate professional and an android. <laughs> what a weird line. Oh, I kind of love funny. it. <laughs> it's funny, but it's just weird. It's like, okay, motherfucker, we know you have feelings and stuff, and I don't <laughs> just stop pretending like you don't. You know, if I weren't an android, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. It's like, okay, 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 just just say go fuck yourself, okay? Stop stop hiding behind you being an android. But this is protected social class. See, but but then he gets to but then he gets to be all <laughs> passive aggressive about it. Everybody loves a passive aggressive android. <laughs> right, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> All right, so uh, as O'Brien attempts to leave these sad sacks, Wesley corners them and says, Hey, you want to come to a birthday party for Worf? Nope. <laughs> We've got pain sticks. Oh, well, okay then. Are they going to be used on Worf? Yes, well, then I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. a camera. 
it's, a, it's another great highlight from O'Brien in this episode. He just like he's just so he's just so thrilled at the idea. Party for Wharf. Oh, I've got to see this. Yeah. I've got to see this. Nobody ever invites uh, me to anything. <laughs> Don't say anything as a surprise. Oh, I won't. <laughs> And Wesley just sort of trottles off, all happy off screen. Yep. <laughs> and look, here's the thing: O'Brien knows he doesn't have to tell anyone because Wesley's going to tell everyone. Well, O'Brien doesn't have anybody to tell. Who's he going to tell? He has no friends. Wesley's well, like basically we'll a cartoon hickey in this episode. Wesley is a cartoon character. Oh man. That would have been so much more interesting than than Wesley Crusher actually is. Yeah, what yeah, they made it like... <laughs> I was going to say if he was like Roger Rabbit, they just drew him in every scene. All right, so let's cut to a really terribly awkward scene between Riker and Troy as they say so, goodbye. I don't think you understand how many emotions are going on in this dramatic scene. We're <laughs> acting so hard. Look at my acting. I'm I mean, feeling I all the feels a feeling can feel. <laughs> There's aspects of the scene that I like the idea of. But at I the same time, probably... you would think that at this point, Riker probably already knew he wasn't leaving. Yeah. I like the idea that Troy would hide her emotions through her work of caring about other people's emotions. That makes a lot of sense. Sure, sure. Yeah. Seems obvious, though, but go on. Yeah, but I mean, but I, mean I like that they touched upon that because it makes a lot of sense for her character. But the whole scene is fucking stupid because of what XP just said. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, it's just silly and unnecessary. I mean, like, I think this is probably something they should have put earlier in the episode, probably before Troy and Kyle met. At, at, yeah, yeah. And I, I and, and Troy's line there that her, her feelings are beside the point. I'm just like, really? Since when? Because that's your character. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point of your character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel that other people are uneasy. That's kind of your thing. Well, no, that, that, that's what she's saying. Her feelings are beside the point. She has to feel everybody else's feelings for them. You. Yeah, their feelings <laughs> become her feelings. Look, it, like, I, this is like a gonna... semantics argument, and we're not really getting anywhere. For a change. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> didn't waka waka. Concern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't feel that was a point. <laughs> The power chamber is in the gun. <laughs> All right. So, they, so, yes, I'm sad you're leaving, and then glomp, and then cry on his manly, hairy chest. Oh. Oh, at some point, we we uh. missed the point where Riker and the, his dad decide they're going to solve this by beating the shit out of each other. I think that but happens after this. Yeah. yeah. That, but it happens after, the because, right then, because then we go to uh, the... Ceremony, and then we have another scene. Uh, okay, with so okay, so let's let's jump to Troy and Worf in the corridor. Well, yeah. Well, what <laughs> yeah. Other, no, no. Cal talk. Yeah, Cal talks to his dad first. He's like standing in some little alcove in the hallway. That's a weird place to hang out, but okay. Look, there's only so many sets. I guess so. And we've already reused I, I most of them two or three times. I think he's hanging outside of Riker's room. Creepy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's where they decide to have their death match for American Gladiators. Yeah. And yeah. you can tell this is where you can really tell the writer was really 
really have this thing for trying to make up future colloquialisms because we get the the, the lower your shields line, right? Yeah. Oh, stop. Lasky, Lasky uh, was talking jettisoning earlier. And yes. It's just like stop the like, space talk. It's yeah, so hammy. It, it it just it just comes off really dumb. Cheesy, you know, cheesy, cheesy. You know, it's like I, I kept waiting for somebody to talk about running a galactic mile or something. Right, right. No, it'd be yeah. a light mile. I want to. I'm gonna keep you twelve parsecs away from me. Or, yeah, <laughs> stop. Set my taste buds to stunned. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. Uh, don't go in there. I just dropped a photon torpedo. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I want to let that air out a little bit. No, you you have to think that like refreshing a bathroom would be the easiest thing on a starship because you just like vent all the atmosphere out of there and you're you're totally set. <laughs> Uh, unless it's a Bolian who used it, and they got to replace all the fixtures. <laughs> I like to think Bolians have their own toilets. I, one would hope. But they insist on not having blue water. They find it offensive. <laughs> yes! It's like pissing in blood. It's just creepy to us. Don't you understand? <laughs> I like to think Bolian urine is a brownish color. I like to imagine that it steams like uh, like aliens' blood acid. I think a lot about other people's urine. <laughs> yeah, this has been a recurring thing with you, isn't it? <sighs> you know, no, uh, like super acidic urine. I could see that being a thing. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Podcast. <laughs> People come on under their own free will. <laughs> Oh, except good. for the NSA people. Yeah, they have to listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's our job to make that as unpleasant as possible, while not breaking any laws that they'll care about. Right, terrorism, nine eleven. That's uh, that's Scott Kelly in Sacramento, Bombs. California. Right. He works for the government. You shouldn't have any trouble finding him. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Terror right. singer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rapping. Yeah, so like Kyle, Kyle and his son go, fine, we'll just beat each other up to solve this. And they both agree on it very easily. It's just like, well, of course that's what you're going to do. So strange. There's like no escalation to it. It's just like, so uh, we're going to beat ourselves up now using sports, right? Yes, that's what we'll do. Okay, see you then. And then Kyle goes to see Pulaski again and hey. I'm going to go, hey, my son and I are going to go beat each other up. Okay, so, again, going back to the timeline of this episode that takes place over 12 hours. So, they make this agreement, and yeah, so very shortly afterward, word has already reached Pulaski that this is happening. And then word has gotten back up to Kyle that Pulaski's interested in talking to him. With apparently no direct communication between parties at all in this process. Then again, this is Kyle. He may have no. just wanted to go talk to Pulaski anyway. Guys, I, I think you're missing a point. He says Scuttlebutt tells me that so-and-so is going on. Yes. Oh, yeah, Vincent Scuttlebutt. Oh, you yes, know yes. Lieutenant Scuttlebutt is a real character. <laughs> <laughs> so just point that out. She was hiding just off camera when they were having that conversation. Immediately tapped her communicator and told Pulaski about it. Yeah, she's, the <laughs> she's only, one of the nurses. Uh... <laughs> She's the only female Tellarite on the ship, and they called her Scuttlebutt. It's a very sad story. They used Elkar's tw- Twitter. 
So I figured he was going to go to Plasky and go, so can you give me some like steroids or something for the next couple hours? <laughs> oh, we're doing it here? No, no, no. This is to fight my son. Oh, I thought they were for me. But apparently that's not the case. I honestly thought he was coming in to like get some sort of enhancement. All right. So let's check out the party room that they've programmed the holodeck. Oh, uh, but first, so, okay. The whole the whole underpinning of this thing is that Worf's family needs to attend the ceremony, right? So, yes. you know, Troy is walking Worf down to the holodeck and kind of explains the whole plot to him. And then at the end, it's like, wait, you're not coming in? And she's just all, no. <laughs> yeah, that's shittiness. That little, <laughs> 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 little sneering, no. Okay. I'm not your family. Yeah, I'm not your friend. I want nothing to do with you. I have enough problem with the actual family I still have. I don't need to add any more. Have you met my mother? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with you until season seven. And then suddenly I do for no reason. Yeah. What a terrible season. <laughs> also season worse seven. Than season... <laughs> worse than season two? I don't think. Now, season two is a brilliant train wreck. <laughs> Except for this episode, apparently. Yes, this episode is just boring. This episode has John Tash dressed like a Klingon. How could you call that boring? Uh, I gotta give a point to uh, Hey Mickey on that one. I can't even tell which one he is. You can't? Is he one of the ones wearing uh, Planet of the Ape feet? Probably. <laughs> He's like the last one they show. The one without the bulge? The one that looks like John Tesh. Oh, that one. That one's John Tesh. Okay. Like, yeah, this this kind of thing makes no sense because apparently they were like, <laughs> they only had like, they had to use Planet of the Eight Feet because several of the Klingon uniforms were being used by uh, Star Trek V, which had finished, finished uh, filming several months before this. They might have finished principal, but second unit might have still needed Klingon uniforms. Some of the actors took them home with them. Right. Yeah, that'd be what I would suspect, that some were just lost to theft also. Lost to eBay. (sighs) Time travel again. Also like how Worf at some point finally decides he's going to be the one to snap uh, uh, Wesley Crusher's neck. When Troy's telling him about it, it's like, yeah, Wesley. Oh, shit. <laughs> that sounded kind of like an ultimatum right there. I will become a Wesley Crusher. <laughs> We're the best podcast of Star Trek. Someone shoot me. All right, so uh, Worf goes through with his BDSM routine, and he loved it. It was great. He came twice. <laughs> I'm still looking for John Tesh, by the way. I, I still can't tell which Klingon is John Tesh. I want to. Don't get me wrong. I want to know. I yeah, just can't I know tell. what John Tesh looks like, but it's too hard to pick him out under Klingon makeup. Mm-hmm. Plus, you don't get to see their, many of their faces. Okay, that's that's him. That's definitely not him. Okay, so it's not the one in the Starfleet uniform, because that's Worf. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, not very good at this game. No, I'm not. There's... There's the, there's they should have the, just uh, made Lynch. John Tesh one of the engineering crew, and then there would be no problem finding him. Right. You know, he would just be the guy who's ignoring Jordy. <laughs> you'd only see him from the back because he's walking away from Jordy as Jordy's talking to him, but you'd still know it's him. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's move on to like the really terrible scene. Okay. okay. Even this can't uh, save the episode. Flask is it's uh, is seriously oh, saying okay. she is so glad that uh, that uh, humans aren't like Klingons with having these uh, angry, bloodthirsty battles without a hint of sarcasm in her voice. What was the last scene you were in, lady? (laughs) (laughs) And Troy's like, oh, but some people are having a barbaric display right now. Like, Pulaski, you already know. One of the two involved in it came to tell you about it. Troy also seems kind of uppity about the whole, oh, Klingon culture's not to your tastes. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little... (laughs) Wow. What are you, some kind of space racist? Little spacist? <laughs> Fucking spacists. Yeah, this another scene is just painful. Also, I like how they say, like, well, men are genetically predisposed to be violent. Women would never do this. Right. How progressive. Uh-huh. But well, that's probably why we find them so attractive and want to fuck them so much. So, so right. violent. Ooh. <laughs> My basement all wet and sopping. Just can't wait for them to crush their rival's skull with a rock. Makes me ovulate just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of like smirky self-confidence in this scene that's just kind of painful. Because I'm not really sure what we gained from this scene. This is one of those things where it's like, what did we just learn? What was the point of that? Uh, eating up time? Yeah, that's pretty much, like, half the scenes in this episode. It's like, okay, why is this here? And the sad thing is there's actually, like, cut material from this episode, too. Oh, dear. They produced so much waste of time, they actually had to remove some of it from the episode. Like, they could cut that scene and put back in the one where Wesley uh, pulls one over on Data and Jordy to go do his work for him. (laughs) <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah, though well, of course we already know that we that he pulled one over on him. Now, did he uh, pull one over on him by saying he had homework to do or something? Yes, that was his line. It's that that was okay. So yeah, they pretty much had all everything that was in all the information that was in there in the episode itself. So. Ah, yes, but the purpose of wasting time is not about the efficient organization and presentation of information. It's about filling up the episode when you have no material, such as this week. Um, so they could have easily just put in the redundant Wesley scene and been more entertaining and less cringy than the Troy and Pulaski scene that we've been discussing. Is there a redundant Wesley scene for this podcast? Because we do a lot of time filling too of boring shit. <laughs> I believe the entire podcast itself is a redundant Wesley scene. And we're all Wesley. That we're one redundant Wesley. Wesley scene of Star Trek, as the podcast is well known. Uh, have we lost Luke? I think he I fell think asleep. He, I think he finally said, fuck this, I am out. Perhaps he's having baby problems. Oh, you were muted. Oh, he pulled a paladin. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't heard anything uh, you said for quite a while now. <laughs> I know that that really explains why nobody's paying attention to me talking. To be fair, to be fair, that could just be the podcast and not your microphone on mute. We, we sure are leaving plenty of gaps in the conversation for Luke to jump in, but he's just not doing it. What an asshole! Kind of, kind of leaving yeah. a little openings for him to say something, but. Huh. 
The, Your uh, model has little openings. Uh, uh, no. Uh, so I, I, was, I, was to, I was trying to <laughs> point out there. Like, yeah, like, well, we had a paladin incident last week, too. Guys, guys, Luke <laughs> needs complete silence to talk. <laughs> oh. uh, I was just saying, like, there's uh, there's that part with Worf where he's like, he's like, the right of ascension is a secret known only to Klingons. It's like, bullshit. Wesley Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the fucking cultural like, database. Like, like they, right. like, like they literally make this big deal about Wesley looking it up on the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, okay, like, you already have enough. He's a genius plots without doing this. How did how did you know about the human holiday of Halloween? Only humans know about that. No, it's it's we, we fucking know. We fucking know. It's just Halloween. Anyway, though, we're pa- we're past that. Yep. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm glad you remembered to bring it up again. <laughs> weren't on mute. <laughs> now back to mute. No. <laughs> so so glad we all agreed to, just to say he was on mute. We weren't actually ignoring him because we were. <laughs> We just said, okay, we're going to be 20 minutes right in the middle. We're just going to completely ignore him and make him think he was on mute oh. the whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. Continue. So, Ambo Jitsu, the ultimate evolution of the martial arts. Fuck this. Mentioned again. Fuck all of this. <laughs> okay. Fuck this whole scene. The starters. Uh, before we get to the visuals. Okay. I love this like Mortal Kombat music they got playing in the background. God. And then, uh, so yeah, it's uh, Sark versus Player Two Sark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I actually was referring to this as Motocross Tron earlier. So yeah. <laughs> accurate. Yeah. And, and, like this, so it's, it's the ultimate evolution of the martial arts. So, you know, Riker, who's never been seen to use martial arts or even be that good at fighting. No, he's totally got that, that, uh, he's totally got that two fisted over the shoulder blow deal. Oh, the hammer fist? Yeah. yeah. Hammer blow? Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, I like to say, swing his leg over the chair move, you know? Yeah, uh, and like you know, the, uh, the shoulder roll. He probably can do a <laughs> judo chop, too. Mask of Kirk Fu. Yeah. I do like to point out, at least in Netflix, the, the, the subtitles in parentheses is. Chanting an unknown language. I'm pretty sure that's Japanese. Badly pronounced Japanese. <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> so so. And bad. I, I, I like that they had the whole scene between Kyle and Pulaski where they played up how dangerous this was going to be, and nothing about it actually looks that dangerous. Yeah, they're wearing <laughs> pads. They look like giant maxi pads. They're hitting yeah. each other with pads. Yeah, they're... with giant Q-tips. I mean, this, this isn't Parisi squares. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who's going to make it to the Eliminator? <laughs> Watch out, tennis balls are being fired at you. <laughs> hey, tennis balls hurt when they're going fast enough. Apparently, the ultimate evolution in Marvel, in martial arts was, of course, founded by some weeb. <laughs> yeah. This is uh this th- this is what happens when your martial arts set is designed by a guy who thinks he knows Japanese culture because he's seen every episode of Dragon Ball. No, yeah. no, he's seen every episode of Your Say Yetsura. <laughs> your Say Yetsura. Yes. I mean that that's literally what it says on there. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, this, this is Sayatsura. okay. On well, the they sides have, of the it written as Urusayatsura, which is slightly different, but like, but it's not the other, but it's not the only time it's been referenced. Correct. So this is some serious. And apparently, Yuri is now one of the elements, which I approve. Yeah, I'm okay with Yuri. Um, <laughs> yeah, this. But is now here's what's driving me drives me crazy through this entire scene. Kyle can't doesn't have his helmet on straight. It's all. Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who was bothered by that. <laughs> it's not the helmet's on lopsided. It's his head is lopsided. Yeah, that's what right. I assume too. Yeah, the straight. The, yeah, the helmet's on straight on. So <laughs> they continue playing laser tags. Poor cousin. <laughs> you know, between this and um, what's his name, uh, Buck Bakai being like the greatest baseball legend of all time by the 24th century, you just have to think like human culture has become so diluted that nothing that was ever once important really stacks up anymore. Like all of it's just kind of eroded away. Pay attention to the world around you, XV. <laughs> yeah, this is the direction worse. we're going. <laughs> Like, all the impressive martial arts are from the Klingons, and, uh, you know, Bajoran Spring Ball is popular, you know, like, everything is just like, yeah, all the alien stuff is better than ours, let's just focus on that instead. Well, I mean, considering that focusing on human stuff leads to pieces like this, I, I can't blame them. <laughs> Also, Riker looks really weird with that chin guard covering up his beard. Yeah, that's not a good look. No. He, he, uh, he, lo thing... he looks like Denny McBride. <laughs> now, oh, one thing earlier that I forgot when uh, Kyle was talking with Pulaski, he's like, I've always, I always beat him. It's like, yeah, and you last fought him 15 years ago. Yeah, he was 13 or whatever last time you fought him. Good job. Grown man beating up a preteen. Good job. Uh, I'm pretty sure 13 is a teenager. God damn it, I was hoping you weren't going to call me on that. As soon as it popped out of my mouth, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So, that's our Fort Max. Fort is, I kind of appreciate there's a little bit of thought put into the prop use of how they're blind, but the, the sensor, when it's pointing at someone, it beeps, lets you know you're facing the right direction. And, yeah. and you could actually, and also one thing that was... Needed it said it lit up when it, whenever it was facing the other person. Of course, they're blindfolded, so they're so, not going to see the light. But people love blinkies. That's true. Unless it was for, like, rough use or something that you could only swing it when you were facing the opponent. I thought maybe that's where they noted for a rotoscope and a phaser beam. <laughs> <laughs> that would make this better yeah, if there well... was just, like, phaser lightsabers on the other end. Uh Okay, I, I do have a question, because I'm watching the scene with her fighting. He knocks Riker down on the ground. Uh, the, Kyle knocks his son down on the ground. And he's like, oh, you can't do that. So you can't sweep someone's legs from behind? Yeah. That's, like, that's, the, that's the cheating move. Like, like Really? You know, yeah. Ultimate martial arts here. Like, what, what, what is this illegal move? It's like a trip, okay? You yeah, know? you, you I, hit one leg and knock him down. Oh, okay. I don't even know how you'd make that illegal in a blind sport because you don't know where you're hitting anybody anyway. It could be his head. It could be his knee. You don't know. Right. But, and that's like, how do you enforce that even? Like, so it's just, I don't Especially know. Especially because the referees are usually blindfolded too. So it's a very, <laughs> it, they keep it consistent. 
Well, and like at the same time too, in an earlier part of the match, Kyle makes a sweep across the floor, which Riker jumps over. So, I mean, that's basically the same yeah. kind of move, but Riker doesn't call him on it then. Yeah. Maybe Riker's just stupid. Because he's learned Maybe. which moves are illegal. And he should have realized that I was cheated way before him. Then, you know, I mean, like, hey, he's tripping me all the time. That bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's such an, it's such an obvious move that, like, it should have been realized long before now. I mean... It's like they they keep playing up Riker's uh you know Riker's cunning in other episodes and then in this episode it's like it's like I've been a dumbass for twenty years. <laughs> That's yeah. entirely too self aware for Riker. Cause, yeah, because Riker at this point it, this is it, this whole scene is more like wait a minute you weren't really stealing my nose that was just your thumb <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you tricked me. I was a child. It's almost as if the context of the scene is bullshit, and it's just a way for them to facilitate <laughs> some kind of emotional confrontation between Kyle and Riker. Almost. Lies. Almost. And yet they still don't quite get there. It's like the only like they just like someone had been watching Gun like been watching some anime and decided that okay, yeah, the only way they can communicate is with their fists. Okay, we're about seven years too early for that. So right. they beat each other up. He admits to cheating, and then everything's fine. Yeah, they hug it out. Oh, yeah. and they're good. Yep. Decades of daddy issues resolved in five minutes. Okay. The violence. Glad we moved on. You know, I'd be able to. I buy was this. cheating to keep you interested, so you would keep trying to beat me. I would he buy this more. He didn't know what else to do. There weren't any parenting books. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would, buy, this res... I would buy this resolution more if Kyle had hit Will in the head a couple times. <laughs> I've tried nothing, and I'm all out of ideas. Because <laughs> <laughs> it certainly seems like there's some brain damage going on here. It runs in the family. Like, it's genetic. Like the whole episode? Yes. Okay. Such a terrible episode. You would think, you know, motocross kendo sticks would be, like, the saving grace of this, but no, even that's not enough. This episode has everything. And yet nothing. <laughs> that's, that's really, that's it right there. It's, it's not even... Sense. Okay, so let's cut away from the Rikers yeah. and find out what the stunning resolution is to the computer problem that started the episode. Uh. <laughs> we just needed to calibrate the thing. That's the Starbase's recommendation. And <laughs> I mean, I got, I got nothing, guys. I got nothing to this. And, and Picard's even Picard's even like, well, that's what Data said all along, and. And Data's just holding back a screw you. <laughs> screw you. Now, the problem I have with all this is I'm a software developer. I live this shit. <laughs> this whole thing, I deal with for real. This isn't fiction to me. There's nothing sci-fi or entertaining about this. This is my job. Oh, no, Scott, this has nothing to do with your job. This is just not entertaining. Hey, so, 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 are you, are, so, so are you... Data or the Geek Squad in this situation? I'm 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 Jordy. <laughs> That's so I'm sad. Ogier. 
Okay, Scott, Scott now, you can't see, possibly now, now be. Now I know you're lying because nobody has ever said they're Jordy. <laughs> you can't. Also, also, you have a wife. Exactly. You can't possibly be Jordy because you've gotten the woman to stay in the same room with you for more than five minutes. <laughs> all true. All true. And she's not a hologram. Well, no, no. He couldn't even get hologram women to stay in the room with him for more than five minutes. That's true. The computer did shut him down. <laughs> Input too small. <laughs> so what's the thrilling resolution to this episode? Does Riker take command of another ship? No. Uh, yes? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty. Much, I'm going to stake my my reputation on on him taking it. Well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. <laughs> to be fair, I I think I would want to lose your reputation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping it does get lost. Yes. I can start with a new one. And somehow episode... Picard just assumes Riker took the position without like apparently any record of that. Like, if Riker decided to accept a promotion and leave the ship, wouldn't Picard have been informed he's disembarking? Because they're about ready to leave the starbase. Well, it's been 12 hours, so... Yeah, like, he's leaving no matter what, so it doesn't matter to him. I mean, like I said, he'll just promote Data up. He doesn't care. But still, I mean, wouldn't there be some... You mean the person he didn't listen to? Exactly. (laughs) Worf? No, no, no. Data's the person Riker didn't listen to, and Picard just is kind of like, oh, whatever, we're going to be there anyway. <laughs> Took Riker up with his dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, this t- this uh, 12-hour layover did give you the time to make a decision. See, if this one was a, was a, uh, a sitcom, though, he would have known his dad was coming, so Riker would have gone to, like, Worf or something for, like, training, and so he could act, like, better. Uh, than he actually is to impress his dad when his dad showed up. This would be like a classic sitcom episode if it was just tweaked a little bit. No, I think the sitcom episode version of this would be Riker spending the whole time trying to avoid his dad. Also, it would be, uh, also it would be half the length. Yeah, I like to think that he would, like, somehow get some way to, like... would also be very good. They they also would have put in, uh, you know, a scene where Riker walks in on his dad and Pulaski, so oh. you can be thankful for that. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, the things uh, you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the idea of, like, him trying to convince Worf to get, like, facial reconstructive surgery to look like Riker, so when they do the fight, it's it's, it's actually Worf instead of Riker. You know, they found way, you know they found a way to actually kind of do that plot in a Deep Space Nine episode. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, is that besides uh, uh, Quark getting no, gender No, I'm not changed? talking about that. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. You're Just... never bringing that up again. No, okay, what I'm thinking right. of is um, they found a way to have Worf uh, basically fight in Quark's place in a Klingon challenge. Ah, uh, that's what I wanted, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if wanted is the right word. <laughs> so I assume he means he wanted, like, a meaningful description of the incident. Okay, well, that episode was terrible, and I hate you all for making me watch it. This episode was perfect. Oh, no. No, you don't need to hate me, because I didn't pick this one, and I hate the episode, too. You need to hate I, your best friend. I, I, I don't know. No, I, he needs to I, hate I, Hey Mickey. <laughs> I didn't really think it was a, you know, a terrible episode. It's just like this nothing filler episode. 
Because it's, it's like no, nothing in it matters or, yeah. or, or or is ever mentioned again. Or, I mean, at the end of the episode, everything is completely set back to status quo. In season seven or whenever the second Riker shows up, they do mention that Will and his dad have kind of worked things out. But you don't really actually see that happen in this episode because I refuse to believe that anything was actually accomplished here. This episode is exactly why we chose to do the podcast. No, no, that's completely <laughs> incorrect. We chose to do this podcast <laughs> for Planet Africa. Which was brilliant. Yes, you weren't even here for that. Shut up. I heard, I listened to it. You know you, you publish these, right? You know other people can hear these once you make them. I know I publish them. I, I refuse to believe anybody has heard them. I listened to it. I refuse to believe anyone has heard more than part of one. Like, everybody just stops after the hey, intro, right? Hey. Uh, I usually do, yeah, because the intro you quotes know, are funny. That's about you, it. You, you keep that up, and, you know, you're going to alienate all your listener. <laughs> oh, no. Not our listener. Uh, you can't use that joke unless you've been listening. You're the listener. <laughs> you are the listener. Hey, I, I admit as much coming into this. <laughs> I still Does Giga Beetle listen to this? I don't think no. so. No. Thank God. <laughs> That that means that he is actually. That means that I actually can uh, still appreciate his taste in things. Yeah, but okay, not really though, because he did make a point to listen to the entire back catalog of original recipe superhero time. Oh Lord, even I haven't done that. Good. I would recommend it. Um. Okay, so my recommended listening, uh, my like playlist, I guess, for original superhero time is. Go find the Godzilla episode. Nope. <laughs> uh, and then you can just stop. Forever. I, I, I hate to be the one to break this to you, but I, I really... I don't think I have that kind of patience. Neither did we. <laughs> we dedicated the whole episode to Godzilla, despite that none of us actually I really mean, knew that much about Godzilla. We were familiar with the concept of Godzilla. Oof. We may have seen one or two movies years seen, ago. I've seen like half a movie. Oof. By which I mean I saw American Godzilla, which only really counts as about half a movie. Wait, the nineteen ninety eight one? Yeah. Yeah, the one yeah and I saw several. I saw a good chunk of the uh, animated sequel series to it when Fox Kids wasn't preempting it with yet another Digimon marathon. My god, that explains so much. You mean preempting it with something good? No, the Godzilla series was pretty good. Yeah. Claim. Well, was... It was pretty good well, by the like... standard of Fox Kids programming at the time. I mean, it was by the same people who did the Men in Black series. Which was hit the, and miss. The, the, the Godzilla series... And is, Jackie is Chan most... Adventures. Mm. Uh, that, that's one of those things that, that people who hate the American Godzilla will still... You know, they'll they'll still admit that that series at least existed. So, I enjoyed the American Godzilla movie. That, Yet you hated this episode. That's just I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> the American Godzilla movie was at least entertaining. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's entertaining. It makes a great coaster as much as the AOL disc does. <laughs> <laughs> I would think, Mickey, with the range of things you appreciate, you'd have some appreciation for the American Godzilla. Nope. 
I'm oh. kind of inscrutable that way. <laughs> yeah, I, he, I understand yeah. you're screwed all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I've always found you has... very screwdable. <laughs> Mickey has to keep you guessing, you know, see, so... Every now and then, you gotta throw out a little curveball like that. I like crap, but not all crap. Right. <laughs> a particular flavor Some of crap. crap is just crap. What's your preferred color of crap? Oh, no. <laughs> it's a crap so dark that light cannot escape its surface. Because mm. at least then you can enjoy the right end, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> so... What are we I watching next sleep. week? Well, next week we're having another guest on. Because oh. so, this is apparently a thing right now. Yeah, apparently this is we're having a uh, a guest month. I don't think we have anybody lined up after bus, though. We'll find somebody. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. Great. As well. <laughs> um, next week is the episode with Tasha's sister and the completely failed colony, which no longer has rape gangs, which means it's even more completely failed. Aw. Another TNG one then? Yes. Uh, episode, season episode, et cetera, et cetera. It's in the document. That's not, e- that's not even on the document yet. I know, that's why I'm asking, so I can put it there. <laughs> oh, that's um, season four, I there's, think. There's documentation? Oh, there's doc- we, we keep We keep records of everything. We're meticulous. Uh, season I thought you guys... Doc that only he knows about. Season four, episode six, it's Legacy. You went along. Oh, we six. totally are. Legacy? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. No, most of the time we do make it up as we go along. We're just unusually organized right now, by which I mean we have a list with some episode titles on it, kind of. <laughs> um, previous to the edit Scott is making right now, this week or next week was just listed with the date and BUS in all capitals. <laughs> mm-hmm. To denote that it's an episode that we're having uh, Lost Orbit on, Lord Taco. BUS. <laughs> Lord Fauntleroy. Why did we start uh, calling him Bus again? I don't because even Giga Beetle called him Bus. Right. Okay. Everything comes back to Giga Beetle. Well, because also Twitter Avatar was a Volkswagen Bus. Yeah, yeah, but it's just because Giga Beetle called him Bus that we started picking that up. It's like why I call Barricade sixty four Barry sometimes now. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I still want to start calling you fifteen. It's just I just can't bring myself to do it. I want to. I just can't. <laughs> What a strange problem to have. Yeah, my life is very hard. Because it's XV. Like Roman numerals. Think about it. God, you people. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that, Fort Max. I I was trying to think, wait, which one was Android 15? (laughs) Was Android 15 the little purple drunk one? See, she thought it was going to be something interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Luke. Well done. (laughs) Okay, now I have to look up and see which one Android 15 is. Really? Yeah, I would probably... It it is. It's a little purple alcoholic one. (laughs) Well, that's apropos. I'm not an alcoholic, but okay. I'm a big fan of little purple alcoholic ones, really. <laughs> he's he's not an alcoholic. He just plays one on podcasts. Mm-hmm. No, that's Mickey. Sure. He plays one in real life. And too. Bus. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I don't think yeah, that's... Yeah, Bus uh... isn't playing. <laughs> I 
think you're underestimating Mickey if you think uh, if you think that's just an act. <laughs> no, right. No, I, I've known him for quite long enough. <laughs> well, it's an act in as much as he doesn't really like having the the alcohol doesn't affect him anymore. He's built up so much of a tolerance. <laughs> it's not even fun anymore, is it? It never was. <laughs> oh, you mean the drinking? Yeah, either way. Podcast. Oh, hell no. Podcast, podcast is never fun. Like going to the Alrighty. Game. So we've entered the mindless chatter portion of the podcast. Yeah, we've run entered? out of steam and now we're just filling time. Much like a Wesley scene that got cut from the episode. <laughs> Much like 90% of that episode. Because, if anything, TNG definitely needs more teenage Wesley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We... You can never have enough Will Eaton. No. You know he's going to be in Machinima's next Transformers web series. Uh, who else like as himself? As, as himself or is he voicing a character? Uh, same difference. How terrible was Combiner Wars? Bad. Is, is, that a, is that a question or a statement? It's more of a statement. Okay. <laughs> Either that or he's wanting to find out exactly how terrible it was so we can quantify it. Twelve. <laughs> you know how bad the uh, Titans Return series is going to be? It's got Jason David Frank in it as a voice actor. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, they hired a Power Rangers actor to do voice acting, and it and wasn't it, Johnny Young Rush. Right. <laughs> or Patricia Lee. Like, some of them actually could do voice acting work. Jason Frank is not the one you'd really first think of in that capacity. Now, can it be the guy who did the No Way line? Can we get that guy instead? I'm sure it will be of equal quality. No way. 